0: Getting inside the mind of the prospect is an amazing, difficult thing. You know, we talk to people during our exploratory calls and we show them all the best things that we have and how we can help them. And some people buy and a lot of people don't buy. And and I wonder why. So I think it's important to find out what is actually going through the minds of those people as we are talking to them so we can make more sales and help more people and write more books as a result. So today we are honored, and I say yes, honored, to have Judith Bryles as our guest. She's an award-winning and best-selling author of more than 43 books, earning over 47 book awards. To date, her books have been translated into 17 countries with more than 1 million copies sold. Judith's books and work have been featured in more than 1,500 radio and TV programs. She is the host of the Author You, your guide to book publishing podcast that has received over $13 downloads. Wow. Um, Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. Uh, She also (laughs) posts uh, short three-minute videos on how to publish and market uh, your books. Those those appear daily on her YouTube channel, Dr. Judith Riles, the Book Shepherd, and she's the founder of the Colorado Authors Hall of Fame. And today, we're going to explore the wide world of book marketing that leads to author success if you do it the right way. So welcome, Judy. Thanks for being here.
1: It's my pleasure, Dan.
0: That's fantastic. You know, as I said in the introduction, we have new business calls all the time. And sometimes people buy from us and sometimes people don't. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that there's something going on in people's minds that we are not understanding and because you've written so many books and because you've also published so many books and that's not in your bio or at least not in your short bio you've published Mm -hmm. books you've created uh conferences including your publishing at sea conference and your conferences in person in colorado with hundreds of people you know what's going on in the minds of these authors and would-be authors so tell us what is What is holding them up? What do we not
1: see that we should know about when we're talking to these people? Well, you know, that's a great question. What's holding them up? Usually it's the person pitching is holding them up. Um, And it's how they pitch. And it's, uh, um, I see so many times they get right into, buy my services, buy me, work with me. Versus getting to know what the pain is. So the very first thing is you got to figure out the pain of whoever you're talking to. That's mm-hmm. essential. What's their problem. And, and for me, where I also do ghosting um, and that write, You know, have probably written fixed over a thousand books of other authors now that it's, they've, I, I always ask the question, who exactly are we writing for? And they, well, everybody, well, that's a bullshit response. <laughs> <clears throat> and it, you have to really narrow that down. I've always said the more you niche yourself, the bigger your market is. So it's important to do that. And and then what's, what's their problem? What's their pain? And if you can get your head around who exactly it is that you want to play with also. I mean, I, I think it's important to write for who you want to um be with so you can get in sync with them so you can think like them um but also really what's their pain because you're a pain reliever and i don't care if you're a fiction author or a nonfiction author we are pain relievers whether we're supplying entertainment or whether we're giving them solutions to stuff and i i think with taking understanding those Is the first hurdle. It has to be the first hurdle to go for, and the other thing is that people, um, too many authors, don't know how to shut up. And Dan, when I say that, you know, when I ask someone about their book, I don't want to hear about the life cycle of their their cat Fluffy. Right? I really want to know about what their book is. Can you tell me about your book? Now I, I get very specific. Tell me about your book in two sentences. And you as the author or who if you're working coaching with someone, you got to teach them how to do that. Because it's like they turn off. Your your listener turns off instantly because they're off and down another path. So it's it's the who, what's the pain? Describe what you what you do. So as a professional, describe, I think um was it Jeff? Jeff said he's he's working on his other job. I wanted to know what's your other job, Jeff. I actually I wanted to know that immediately. Well, if you're not doing ghosting full time, what in the hell are you doing? So um, we we have to be. Uh, we, our vulnerability comes up, and we have to be able to put that out. What we are really doing, um, and that, and and what are what our expertise is about, in. Two sentences. Better yet, can you do it in ten words? That would make me really happy mm-hmm. um, to bring that down. So tighten is tightening up, and then <clears throat> when you're whatever you're doing, you better have a call to action with it, a CTA. And then last, Dan is we don't ask, we don't ask for what we want, you know. And often when after I've spent a little time with someone who's called me um, to work with them. Um, And I will always end it. I would I would be honored to work with you in bringing your book to life. Yeah, so it's that called edge. So those kind of those five things have got to come into play, if that makes any sense to you.
0: Oh, that makes great sense. Let's dive a little bit deeper. How much of the process did you should I uh, should we talk about during this call? versus uh, if we have percentages, for example, how much of, of, of it should be investigative versus how much should be selling or at describing our process?
1: I, th- I think we can undo a close if we talk too much. Um,
0: <laughs> Put that in the chat.
1: <laughs> how many of you have ever been into that? Um, you get into the motor mouth side that I, I think that you, you you want to establish that relationship, but it's, it's not the life story. And I, I let people know that, you know, I'll always give people 15 minutes. If I, if they get me interested, they could get an hour of my time really interested, but I, I don't have the time. I don't have the bandwidth. You know, I work 14 plus hours a day. I can't give away a gazillion hours. And as you're, as you're working through that, that, if they say the tr- the right trigger things, they know who their audience is, they, they you know this is who they're writing for, um, and they can give me a really good summary, then I will deep dive, just like Dan, you do. Mm-hmm. I'll deep dive and and I always am looking for them to drop in stuff that makes me think or I verbalize, tell me more.'m I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always asked any pitch when, when you're pitching your services yourself, your book. It's got to elicit the "tell me more" from your listener, and if it doesn't, you failed. So, going back, how much free time do you give? I think you have to be really careful if people are starting. I'm, I am always generous with my time. I'm always saying, "You need to, you know, I'm going to suggest you do. I'll give you these three things to to do." And if they start probing in more, and I said, "I have said you need to get your credit card out." Because now you want to consult.
0: <laughs> I did that on a call one time, and that guy just turned off immediately. And it was like, I mean, like, okay, that, that's fit. good. That's good. It's um
1: it's a it's a it becomes a wrong fit because as they are, I am really leery, and I think that with the explosion of the self-publishing markets that um and also. COVID helped it, but turned everything free. Everything is free. You get all this free advice everywhere. Mm-hmm. Is, is that um, people feel they're entitled to your time. And you know what? They're not.
0: Oh, that is so true. I had someone book a time with me on my calendar a few weeks ago. Then mm-hmm. she changed it to yesterday at 11 o'clock. I'm, okay, fine. Life happens. Things happen. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'm there at 11 o'clock. She's not there. And these are for a 15-minute session. At 11.14, I figured like, okay, she is not coming. I have other things to do. And granted, I was doing things in the meantime, so I wasn't just waiting, looking, whatever. And I signed off. And then a few minutes later in my email, I saw a note from her saying, I'm in the Zoom room, where are you? And I said, I was there at 11 (laughs) o'clock. And it was already 11.25 when she had Mm -hmm. sent it in. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, she wrote back and said, so I guess I should close out of this room and leave. And uh, that guess, would be yeah. correct. Because, you know, this is a sign that this is a person who does not respect your boundaries. And if mm-hmm. they're not going to do that for a free call, mm-hmm. then imagine what they're going to do when when you're actually working together. So I'd lost no sleep for on this one because this is a person who just doesn't mm-hmm. respect me. And I can't work with people like that. Look,
1: so, sometimes people are the wrong fit. Yeah. And, and literally, if, if you can't get a sense of a, a chemical sense um, of the path that this person is, of whether you want to connect with them within a 15 minute period of time, you need to tune in your intuitive skills yeah. <laughs> or, or your right. visual skills. Sure. You know, are are they focused? Are they there? Are they staying there? Did they come prepared?
0: hmm Right.
1: So uh
0: and I think that's so great about an advantage of Zoom is that we can actually see people mm-hmm. and where we couldn't see them on a telephone call, we can mm-hmm. intuit some of their 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 act their actions from that uh physical movement. Nancy,
1: you know, I have I have Zoom, I've actually written a couple of blogs on Zoom etiquette.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: and certain things, and um, and and one of them is because I had one who who was a very sharp, clever woman who could come up with one-liners right and left, and she was loading up the chat with it. And I I had to have a direct call with her, and I said, "Do not ever do that again."
0: So let's get back to the sales process. What's going through the minds? of all of these potential authors when they're talking to people like us? Like what is holding them back from actually saying, yeah, I want to work with him or her?
1: Well, one of the things that holds them back is that I, I think, I don't know if entitlement is the right word, but everything's looking for the easy peasy way, way to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't want to invest the time and the energy um, they could have plenty of money to do it, but they don't want to put their time and their energy into it. They want maybe you to kiss it, and make it well and do everything. And I can tell people I can do that. This is what it's going to cost. But my philosophy is that what we're doing is I want you to understand what we're doing. If you want to hire people to do all these other things, that's great, but you better jolly well understand what goes in the process um, so you can tell if something goes astray, because, you know, Dan, I think all of our participants know people who have been screwed over mm-hmm. and have been taken advantage of. And, and they're horror stories. And the self-publishing market has just exasperated that with the predators out here. So mm-hmm. that it, it's really important for you to be able to understand that there are red flags out there. So going in to that, what's in their minds, they don't want to be screwed. They don't want to lose money. They want to be successful. So you've got to be able in communicating with that. You're not going to say I've had 700 million successes because you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 you don't want to do that. And, you're, and what you want to do is typically here's the, the, the authors or clients I work with. We have the greatest amount of success. And, you know, sometimes I think we need to to create psychological quizzes for some of these people we consider taking on um, to help prevent some of the pain that we as the experts go through.
0: What Uh, other red flags have you seen? Because I've seen people who are afraid of success. I've mm -hmm, seen people who are afraid of failure. I've seen people who have the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and such like that. How can we uncover those kinds of red flags or overcome those red flags because some of them are just you know mind traps that people have that we as coaches can help them say oh yes professor smith at harvard knows more about this topic than you do but that doesn't mean you shouldn't write your book because you have a perspective that professor smith doesn't there's a world out there that needs your perspective
1: what
0: are those kinds of flags and how can we overcome them
1: you just kissed on one of the one of the big things the mind traps i don't have the mba or the phd I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not the professor at Harvard or Purdue or Yale. I mean, I barely made it out of high school. A, <laughs> a, you know, I've heard people say these things. Um, uh, uh, it's very common. I have a very successful client who, who has a mega, mega million dollar construction company and she barely got out of high school. And she's, she's written this fabulous book on how to identify fraud in your company. And she was afraid to get out there because she didn't have that MBA or the PhD or any other alphabet soup behind her. And and I said, Cheryl, I would, as a commoner, take advice from someone like you who has been screwed over, gone through it, actually sent one of the embezzlers to the penitentiary, by the way,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and then someone else who is an academic tower in a nanosecond. I don't care about them. I do care about people who have boots on the ground. So I think what's important for all of us is to really do share what your boots on the ground are. What your what what you have done well. Um, and and I, there isn't an author out there that I know of that hasn't have a, had a book that bombed, that just didn't make it. It just it just didn't hook. And even though you thought it was the cat's meow, and it was in the perfect, it could have been just all a timing thing, and it could be an environmental thing that took you down. You know, mortgage crisis did that to the financial people. All that stuff happens, mm-hmm. so it's coming back. So getting, you know, can tell coming back to the mindset. What's the pain? Share and be open and share some of your pain. You know, I'm not uh, that that is connected, relevant your experiences. Um, that will ease them a little bit that says she or he has been there and done that they are just not and my pet peeve is people who talk the walk but do not walk the talk Um, Mm -hmm. and they have and i see it all the time and uh, you know there's nothing like a 32 year old is going to show you how to have total life balance and be successful for the rest of your life gag me Um, (laughs) But, but a 70-year-old, I'll talk to.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Judith, how can people find more information about you and your wonderful services?
1: Well, I'm, and my website is thebookshepherd.com. Um, my events and activities I do is under my experiences. Um, I have a blog that I, I'm excited, Dan. I have a new blog coming out. In, uh, I'm retiring my top 10 Twitter tweets, blogs. Next week, the last one goes out and um is retiring and i'm coming in with a a really shorty blog um sometimes they're just going to be four lines very fast on a saturday it's for inspiration you're kicking in the butt one of the two great
0: so thanks for being with us today and all of our listeners can find more than 100 other videos on this youtube channel and podcast Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. how to write your book in a flash thanks again thank you for listening to the write your book in a flash podcast with dan Janelle the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.